Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of the show about science. This is your host Nate. Today we're talking about supernovas and your head is going to explode when you find out what happens to these stars when they die. So let's head out into the universe, find the nearest star and meet today's guest. Hey, this is Serafina. Hi, this is Nate. Hey, Nate. Hi. How are you? I'm good. Welcome to the show about science. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. So, should we just start it? Let's do it. All right. So, could you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Um, my name is Serafina Nance, and I am a PhD student at UC Berkeley, and I study astronomy and astrophysics. And I focus on the deaths of stars, deaths of stars, mainly on supernova, supernova, which are exploding stars. And how did you get interested in astronomy? Well, I would stargaze with my dad almost every night as a kid, and I just felt how small we are compared to everything up there. And I really fell in love with the night sky. I loved stargazing, and ever since I was six years old, I knew that I wanted to do astronomy for the rest of my life. So what is a supernova? So stars die just like, you know, everything on Earth lives and dies. Wait, they they have like the normal lifespan of a person? How is our sun not dead? So they live a lot longer than human beings. That makes sense. Yeah, so our sun is going to be around for like 10 billion years or something like that. So they're really, really, really old. Okay. But whenever they um, sort of reach the ends of their lives, depending on how big they are, they can actually sort of fizzle out, which is what our sun is going to do. Oh. Or they can expand and explode as supernova. So... What causes a supernova? That's a great question. So, you know how our sun emits sunlight, right? You go outside and you can get burnt by the light rays that our sun is emitting. You with me so far? Yes. Okay, so the thing that produces that sunlight is actually deep inside the core of the star. And that process that produces light is called nuclear fusion, fusion. which is a really fancy term that sounds scary, but it's basically just atoms ramming together. So think of things like hydrogen ramming together to make heavier and heavier elements. And once you get to a really heavy element called iron, Iron. the star can no longer sort of 
make that energetically possible and it collapses and then explodes. So is it like you run for as long as you can and then eventually you just can't do it anymore and you just collapse? Pretty much, yeah. So on Earth, we experience something called gravity, which is basically what allows us to like walk around and stand up tall and basically exist on planet Earth. It's also what gives us 90% of our injuries. (laughs) That's right. Yeah, that's exactly right. So gravity also exists in stars. And you basically have the outer parts of stars that are sort of falling back in. But the nuclear fusion, the elements that are running into each other in in the center of the star, create a force that pushes out against gravity. And so at some point, the star reaches iron, some heavy element, and it can no longer counteract the gravity that's causing the star to basically fall in. Does that make sense? Yeah, so what happens to all that matter that the star used to have after the supernova? So what happens is the star collapses and then there's this rebound. You know, you throw a ball at the wall. Well, a ball is going to come right back at you, which is the rebounding effect. And so the star explodes and injects all of the stuff that makes up the star into the surrounding medium into the interstellar medium that is basically all of the cosmos that surround the star. And so you can have elements floating around that can then get recycled and make other stars or planets, things like that. They even make us, they make humans. Wait, stars can become planets? So the elements that are within stars can form matter, and that matter can make planets. Phoenix rises from its ashes. (laughs) Exactly. So I think one of my favorite quotes is that we are stardust. And we are. Almost every element that makes us up is from the stars. Whoa. I was once a a ball of burning plasma. Exactly. (laughs) Don't you feel powerful now? Can I light things on fire yet? (laughs) No. Sad. (laughs) I don't know. That'll be your your goal. (laughs) So... Are there any stars near us that could um, go supernova in, like, the next couple thousand years? Yeah, that's a great question. So we live in the Milky Way galaxy, which is made up of hundreds of millions of stars. And within the Milky Way galaxy, about two supernova explode every hundred years. So we're due for another supernova in our galaxy sometime soon, actually. 
Are there any possible contenders for what star could go soon? That's a, another good question. Um, we have a couple of sort of ideas, but basically the job of an astronomer is to monitor the entire night sky to try to see which dots of light vanish and those dots of light that vanish are stars that may have exploded as supernova. So we're constantly monitoring the night sky, looking to see if we see disappearing light points. That's cool. (laughs) It is cool. And in our Milky Way, a star explodes every 50 years or so, two stars every 100 years. But in the entire universe, a star explodes every single second. Every single second. So they're very common. Whoa. One, two, three. <laughs> <laughs> You're causing stars to explode. Ah! So I think that black holes emerge after some stars um, explode. Is that right? Yeah, you're close. So let's say a star explodes. Depending on how big that star is, it can either create what's called a neutron star, which is basically a really, really, really dense, small core of a star, or it can collapse entirely and create a black hole. So a black hole is the entire mass of a star that has collapsed into one single point. Do you have any advice for kids who might want to be astronomers? Well, I think look at the night sky as much as you can and... Stay passionate, you know, learn about as many things as possible. And I think my favorite thing as a kid was to draw out the constellations in the night sky, try to think about where we are in the scope of the universe and what else is out there and read as much as you can and um, stay excited, stay passionate. And if anyone wants to learn about your work, um, where can they go? So I am on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube at StarStrickenSF. Thank you, Serafina, for being on the show today. Thank you so much, Nate. There you have it, folks. The show about science is complete. Music on today's episode comes from Sounds Like an Earful and Epidemic Sound. And our theme song was written by Jeff, Dan, and Teresa Brooks. Okay, Dad, you can shut the recording off.